Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 23 through 27 to kick this thing off. Like I said, the Holy Spirit really showed me that he wanted to do a deep emotional uh, healing work today. So why did you feel led to come here today? Because we need healing. Amen? We need to be made whole. So here we go. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Hallelujah. you got to love the Word of God. Amen? It calibrates, it recalibrates uh, our moral compass. How many of you know we need a moral compass in this dark world? Amen? Amen. Well, today I want to talk about a topic that keeps many Christians from reaching their full potential in Christ. Now, this thing, I'm telling you right now, this thing is so subtle that it creeps into your life without you even realizing it. Now, this is an issue of the heart, and the Word of God just says that, you know, the issues of life flow from the heart. So everything you're encountering in this life, everything that's going on, it comes from your heart. What your life is right now is because of the condition of your heart. And I'm not talking about the physical pump. I'm talking about your spiritual life. Amen? So this is a failure to keep your heart with all diligence, as the Word of God said there. Or in other words, you're not diligently dealing with these issues, and it's gotten out of hand. And it's, took you, it's taken you down a road that you didn't even want to go, but it took you down that road because you failed to deal with the issues. This message, I'm telling you, will set you free today if you will pay attention and make the needed corrections of what I'm talking about. The title of my message is this, From Victim to Victory. From Victim to Victory. Now, let me tell you something. So, I was praying in the sanctuary this week, and I always come in with a a clean slate, right? Not like, oh God, I really want to preach on this. No, I come in with a clean slate, and I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, what do the people need to hear? What do we need to hear? So I'm open. And all of a sudden, this came to me. The victim mentality is taking my people down the wrong path. I wasn't thinking victim mentality. I I mean, so I know that was from the Holy Ghost. That That was the farthest thing from my mind. Many Christians fall into a victim mentality. It is an identity problem from the emotional pain that they had in the past or from trauma, say trauma, trauma. that they experienced experience from the past. Now, I, I'm going to say every person in this building and watching online, you have experienced trauma. If you have breath in your lungs, you've experienced emotional pain in your life. The past has affected them so much to the point it's polluted their thought life, which in turn negatively affects their words and actions in life. The victim mentality, get this, is actually viewed as a positive thing from the people that have it. Why? Because they have their guard up. They have their guard. They're emotionally guarding themselves because of the painful situations from the past. Is anyone breathing in here today? But having this mentality 
is very destructive to the person and to the people they love. It's destructive to all the relationships in their life. Oh, I'm going deep. I am your spiritual dentist this morning. We're dealing with some cavities of the heart. Amen? Hallelujah. It pushes, the victim mentality pushes people away. It's a thief of joy. It's a thief of peace in your life. And it will always lead a person outside of the will of God for their life. It prevents the right people. Here it is, ready? It prevents the right people from coming into your life, but it opens a huge door for the wrong ones to come in and do even more damage in your life. So let's talk about some of the characteristics of the victim mentality, shall we? I mean, I I wish I had a little couch I could have you lay down on and listen to this. Right? Well, I don't get paid $300 an hour, amen? You know what I found out? The Holy Spirit can do a healing in seconds to what you will try to do in the secular realm over years. Why? Because you're a spiritual being. If the spiritual aspect is not dealt with, you're spinning your wheels and going nowhere. The spirit, you are a spiritual being. Here we go. A victim mentality always expects the worst. The easiest way to spot a person with the victim mentality is their negativity. Do you know any negative people in your life? Maybe it's you. The enemy has a field day with those Christians because they expect bad things to happen, which gives an opening, listen, which gives an opening to demon spirits to come into your life. Why? Because it's a spiritual law. Listen to this. Ready? What you expect, you attract and and invite into your life. What you expect... You attract and invite into your life. These people are always focused on limitations and not a solution. These people are always giving. Listen to this. Ready? These people are always giving the devil a stick to beat them with. And they don't even know it. Because they're such in bondage emotionally. Ready? Here's the next next, one. Uh, Victim mentality characteristic. Severe self-pity and very low self-esteem. Severe self-pity and very low self-esteem. These individuals are so stuck in the past, they're unwilling to let go of the past because after all, it was unfair what I went through. And they sit there for years and wallow in it. They have found their identity in the negative situation and have chosen by their own free will to identify who they are in the past. And really what they're doing is this. You're making an idol out of the past. You're saying God's not strong enough to set me free. God's not strong enough. Are you hearing me? That's why it's an idol. Because you're giving more power to the past than to Almighty God Himself in your life. The enemy has fed thoughts into these individuals' minds. And they were so weak and wounded emotionally that they took hold of them. And now, now there's a cobweb. Say cobweb. 
There is a cobweb of lies that they have believed. This is where the renewing of the mind comes in. But not only that, here, they need someone uh, to minister the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit to do this. Are you ready? To break the demonic cycle over their life. Because this victim mentality is a demonic cycle. It is absolutely a demonic block hindering you from moving forward with the Lord. Ready? Next one. Being easily angered, irritated, or agitated. Have you ever met someone? They're just the angriest person around. I mean, it's just horrible. It doesn't take much to set these people off with anger because they're constantly in an emotional defense mood. They're very sensitive to everything. You can't say anything to them without that wall coming up. It's really a terrible way to live your life. Are you following me? you got to remember this. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And a victim mentality is rooted in rejection and self-rejection. They've been wounded so much in their emotions from unfortunate situations that they actually set themselves up for rejection. Follow me here. Listen to this. Are you ready? Subconsciously, they're saying this. I'm going to do something to push this person away. I will reject them before they reject me. Are you following me? Can you see the cobweb of lies? Can you see the enemy's trap in this? And the enemy's all over it because God created us for relationships. Not to be secluded. Are you following me? So in that process, they push away the people that God has sent into their life to try to help and heal them and to try to get them back into the will of God. Blaming others for their own actions. There's another one. They believe that everyone is out to get them. They have serious trust issues. They see everything as a personal attack in one way or the other. I mean, you can say one thing. I like blue, and they'll, they'll use it as a personal attack against you. They always want to one-up everyone. There's a constant competition in their thought life with other people. These people are always making excuses instead of seeking solutions because why? Are you ready for this? They're addicted to drama. Have you ever met someone who's addicted to drama? Oh, drama. They're living their life out like they're a Kardashian. Come on. Come on. I mean, you might as well take take a a camera and follow them around because it's a reality drama show. Following me? I mean, don't get me wrong. We have drama in our life at times that we need to deal with. You don't believe it? Try pastoring. Okay. But listen. But I'm talking about needless drama that could have been avoided. But they always seem to get wrapped up in this drama. There's got to be drama all the time. Ready for this? Needing excessive attention. It's a very strange dynamic because this whole victim mentality thing is rooted in rejection and self-rejection. But they seek negative attention. They seek drama. 
There's a fixation or a focus on the events and trauma. Their thought life is filled with the failures and pain from the past. Who does that sound like? Who do you think's involved in that? The enemy. I mean, the enemy's fingerprints are all over it. There's a learned helplessness on the inside of them. They rely on others for everything. After all, guess what? Everybody owes me for the junk I went through in life. You, they, they have this entitlement. Everybody owes me. You know anyone like that? They're in bondage to a codependency. Say codependency. Your dependency needs to be on God. Their confidence level is very low. All right? So, but the Word of God says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Come on, somebody. David understood codependency is not a good thing. Amen? Here, here's another one. It kind of ties into the other, but I, I put it in here. Dramatizing insignificant events. Goes back to the whole needing attention. Everything is blown up. They're always believing, listen, they're always believing and saying that people are better off without them. Believing they have no value. Have you ever heard someone say that? You're just better off without me. I'm no good. I, I, I have no value. I, there's nothing I can do, right? Their identity, I'm telling you, the enemy has, has done a field day on them. The identity has been totally stripped in their thought life. They don't see anything positive about themselves. And they fail to understand the righteousness that Jesus died and rose again to give them. Again, it's a demonic block. Say demonic block. block. All right. They see themselves, again, through the past failures and how people have treated them. They start to believe, listen, listen, they start to believe that they're not worthy of better treatment. I deserve this. This is why you see Christian men and women, listen to me, singles. This is why you see Christian men and women hook up with abusers and put up with horrible treatment. Are you following me? Is this hitting home? They don't think they deserve better. So they end up staying in an abusive relationship. Hmm. I know of many, many spiritual leaders and pastors, they tell people, oh no, you got to stay in there. You got to stay in there. Listen to me. If you're being abused, get out. If you're being abused, get out. Get out, separate, do something, get out. You do not deserve that. Amen? Amen. They believe they are powerless in their own life. It's always going to be this way. I can't change anything in my life. Here's, Here's the statement. It just is what it is. The enemy has deceived them into thinking that things can never change. They're filled with hopelessness. And every person on the face of this earth, listen to me, has the ability to change their life. Every
every person on the face of this earth has the ability to make a change. It starts with one shift. Say shift. It starts with one shift and things will start to change. God has given people the free will to make changes in their life. God has given people a free will to make Jesus Lord of their life. God has given free will to obey the word of God. Are you hearing me? But it takes willpower and a desire to want better for your life. Here we go. Oh, this is a big one right here. Follow me now. A lack of empathy. These people have a lack of empathy because they are focused on themselves. Now, somebody's hearing that. You're saying, well, what's empathy? Here, listen to this. Empathy is defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. Listen to this definition. This one blew me away. Empathy is the ability to step in with your imagination into the shoes or situation of another person to understand their feelings and perspective and using that to guide your actions actions toward them. Isn't that rich? That's, that's what every Christian should be doing. Every Christian needs to be filled with empathy. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me. He said, empathy must be active and present to birth compassion in your life. No empathy, no compassion. Now, what's the difference? Listen to this. The Word of God says that Jesus was moved, compelled with, with compassion to heal and deliver people. Jesus was moved with compassion to help the needy and the hungry. Amen? Jesus was moved with compassion when people were grieving over the loss of a loved one. Go to Luke chapter 7. Let me show you something here. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. You getting anything out of this? Luke 7, verse 11 here. Say empathy, compassion. Listen to this. I love it. Now it happened the day after that he, Jesus, went into the city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, and the only son of a mother. And she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. Look at this. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he, so he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. Then fear or reverence came upon all. And they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us. And God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all, all the surrounding region. Now, Jesus, here's the deal. Jesus felt the emotional pain that that widow was feeling about her only son. And she was crying over him and grieving. The compassion, that compassion that Jesus had led him to do something. You getting it? To step in and raise him from the dead. Compassion is compelled by passion. 
Say that. Say compassion is compelled by passion. It will cause you and I to act in a situation. When you have compassion for the sick, it'll cause you to step in and pray for them. When you have compassion for the needy, it'll cause you to give. Now listen to me. Compassion is not sympathy. Sympathy is just a feeling, but compassion compels you to move. It compels you to do something. There is a lack of compassion in the body of Christ. Not in this church, but it is a whole, the body of Christ. Amen? To have, an, listen to this, to have an effective ministry to people, you must think more about people and their pain and their situations more than yourself. And this is why the victim mentality is demonic. Because it makes you think of yourself and not about others. Ministry is about reaching out to others. Are you following me? The kingdom of darkness wants you to stay filled with the victim mentality so you will never be used by the Holy Spirit to reach others. The enemy wants you to stay stuck in that depression. Say depression. Here we go. I want to give you some keys now of, of, that will help set you free from the victim mentality. I gave some characteristics of it. Now I want to give you some keys that will help you break free from it. Are you ready? This will help you go from, from victim to victory. Amen? Here we go. Your identity and value are determined by your creator and no other human being. Your identity and value can never be valued by the created, but by the creator. Go to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 through 10. Mm. Come on, we're trying to pull victims into victory today, amen? Trying to pull them out of that pit. That's why this is called a pull pit. I'm trying to pull you out of the pit. Did you know that? Did you know that? That's why the pulpit is so powerful. We're pulling people out of the pit. Glory to God. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. Hallelujah. Man, we have fun at church here. Amen. That's what it's supposed to be. And we're learning something. And we're getting set free. Amen. But you... Say me, are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You are chosen. Did you know that? You are royalty. You No, no, no. I'm not talking about Prince Charles and all this junk that you watch on TV. You're heavenly royalty. Where it really matters. Where it really counts. We are special. And listen, that's not a prideful thing to say. That is pure biblical fact. That's who you are. Guess what? You might not realize it right now, but that's who you are. And the devil doesn't want you to take hold of that. It's not prideful. All right? We need to boldly and confidently, listen to this, agree 
believe and confess. The ABCs of Christianity. Do you catch that? Agree, believe, and confess. Here's the next thing you need to do to get out of this pit. Are you ready? Own up to your own mistakes and stop blaming others for the mess that you're in right now. Of course you've been through some things in the past as a child, whatever it is. You, of course you've been through some hard hardships in the past. I get it. We minister emotional healing and deliverance. I hear some pretty sad stuff. All right? But that's the past. This is the now. And you have, you have power over your present and future. Do you understand me? How many of you know Joyce Meyer? I can't think of anything much worse than being sexually abused by your own father. Are you following me? Does that not just boggle your mind? Doesn't that, that just, it's so unbelievable. Look what she's doing right now. Look at her ministering to people. She has a worldwide ministry. It is in your authority and power to turn those stones that were thrown into you in the past and turn them into stepping stones right now. It's time for you to arise. You're, you're worth so much more than what you are right now. Amen? Your life on this earth is ticking down. Every second right now is ticking away. You are getting closer and closer to eternity. And you do, you're a ticking time bomb right now. Are you following me? We don't know when our last day is. Brother Ron Rose, who we love so much, who passed away this Wednesday, last Wednesday. It was suddenly, unexpected. I'm so glad he was right with the Lord. I mean, he was right. He loved the Lord. He loved the Lord. Amen. And many of you were touched by his life. But our life is ticking down right now. You have one chance on this earth. You have one chance on this earth. This, this life on this earth is a dress rehearsal for eternity. I have seen two types of people in the body of Christ. Those that stay stuck in the past and those that use the negative past as motivation and a testimony to move forward with the Holy Ghost. What one are you? What one are you? It's all in your power. It's all up to you. You can't blame blame your pastor. Thank God. You can't blame anybody else except for you. You're the captain of your own ship. You're the captain of your own airliner. Think about it. As a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to help you move forward. But you must be willing to tap into His help and into His ability. He's not going to force you. The Holy Spirit's going to stir you up on the inside. But ultimately, it's your move. It's your move. Amen? In fact, some of you, I know by the Holy Ghost, I just felt the anointing come upon me right now. Some of you are feeling a stirring listening to this message right now. You're feeling a stirring and you're feeling a strength. And that's the Holy Ghost. That's his anointing coming upon you, offering his help right now because he is the ultimate helper. And you need to take him up on his offer. Amen? Amen. The next thing you need to do to get out of this victim mentality is this. Force yourself. I said force yourself to have a positive outlook on life. 
Yes, life can be challenging. Life can be sad. It's tough at times. But we, but we have our Creator on our side. You understand that? If you have Jesus Christ in your life, He's your Lord. We have Jesus on our side. We have our Creator on our side. You need to keep your eyes on the prize. Here's, here's a key to victory in this life. Always, listen, always view life through the eyes of eternity. The problem is when you view life just in the circumstance you're in right now. That's, that's right here. No, you need to rip that thing away and view it through the eyes of eternity. Because I found something out in my life in the hard times. Seasons always change. You won't stay stuck in this season forever. I'm telling you. Seasons always change. Amen? So the Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you this. Don't sweat the earthly stuff. Don't sweat the earthly stuff. Amen? Put your hope. Oh, man, I feel hope and faith rising in here right now. Put your hope and faith and trust in God, and He will pull you through every season victoriously. He will turn it around for your good. Amen? If you stay close to Him. If you allow Him to. Amen? So open your Bible. Read it. Meditate on it. Speak it. Speak it. And I guarantee you, your life, your outlook, your perception of life will change. It'll change like never before. You have been given, uh, you have been given too much place to your past. And don't tell me you can't help it. Again, Joyce Meyer. Don't tell me you can't do it. You can do it. You can do anything you set your mind to. Amen? Amen. Even the Tower of Babel had to get shut down because there was unity to do something evil. Are you following me? It's a spiritual law. You need to come in unity with the Holy Spirit. You need to come in unity with the Word of God. And your life will change forever. Amen? So force yourself to have that positive outlook. Here it is. Avoid being dependent and codependent on others. Many have made an idol, as I said, out of other people in their life, looking at them as their source more than God. Now, you need to determine something. You listen, we all go through hardships in life, whether it's financial, whatever it is. But you need to determine something about a handout. Are you ready for this? You ready for fun, some, some wisdom here? Are you ready? You need to determine, is this handout, is this something that's going to get me back on my feet so I can move forward? Or is this thing going to enslave you to a life of dependency on the arm of flesh? Are you following me? Now, we all need help at times. Amen. I mean, after a situation, I've needed help from my parents in the past, right? We all needed help. But start rising up. Take control of your life. Amen. Don't lean upon the arm of flesh. Here we go. Oh, this is one right here. Here it goes. Forgive others and yourself. Let go of grudges. You need to understand that the unforgiveness and grudges only harms you. It only takes away your peace, and it does nothing for the person that you're holding it against. It's taking poison and expecting it to affect someone else. You following me? We are commanded to forgive. This is not an option. In fact, God says, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive you. Think about that. 
Many times the stronghold for the victim mentality is in unforgiveness. Not just toward others, but yourself. You should see it when we're, when we're ministering emotional healing and deliverance. In the emotional healing part, I'll, we'll ask, you know, have you forgiven the people that hurt, hurt you? Well, I think so, blah, blah, blah. And then I say, how about yourself? Waterfall of tears start falling because they never thought about that. Yet it was there. They're punishing themselves for the bad decisions they've made. They're holding on to regret from the past. You've got to let it go. Now, think about the Apostle Paul. If anyone needed to have regrets, it's him. All the murders of the Christians at his hands. Now, that's why the Word of God says, stand strong in the grace of God, in the favor, in the ability of God. Because that's why he says to stand strong, because God knew that the enemy is going to try to come against you with your past faults. But God says, let it go. Stand strong. Amen. And the apostle Paul knew how to stand strong. I mean, the Holy Ghost used him to write much of the New Testament. If anyone had had, you know, any license to say, no, I don't deserve that. I'm not going to do it. It would have been him. Amen? Here we go. Count your blessings. You want to get out of the victim mentality? Count your blessings. You have gotten into a habit of negativity so deep that now you have to make an effort and force yourself to go in the other direction. When you start counting blessings in your life, it will create a thankfulness on the inside of you. It will change your entire perspective on life. So shift to the positive and and let go of the negative. Amen? I'm almost done. Here's a big one right here. Stop comparing yourself to other people. It only breeds envy and resentment. I can promise you this. This The Holy Spirit said, tell the people this. I can promise you this. When you truly start flowing in the purpose and will of God for your life, you will love it. You will see that you sitting around and envying other people was an absolute waste of your life. When you find the way, listen, your your, uh, purpose is custom made for you. And you're going to love it. I don't know where this came in, but so many Christians are afraid of, oh, what does God want me to do? You know, I'm so afraid of his will. I'm so afraid. What? No, 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 no. When you flow in his will, you're going to love it. It's going to be a riot. It's going to be a blast. Amen? Amen. This is a lie of the enemy that needs to be exposed. You can trust God because your calling is custom made for you. My calling is made for me. I love going into areas like the library and breaking some stuff up. What the devil's trying to do. Are you following me? I love it. I don't mind it. I don't mind conflict when we're advancing the kingdom of God and protecting children. Amen? Here we go. Um, Oh, this is a... So stop comparing yourself to others. It only breeds envy and resentment. Listen to this. So the will of God is custom made for your life. Many times, listen to this, we only see the product of a person's life after enduring a pushing through of many trials and hardships. You're only seeing the finished product. 
You're only seeing the good stuff. Come on, somebody. You're only seeing, listen, this is what the Holy Spirit said. He said, you're only seeing the reward of their obedience. You are seeing the anointing on them, the anointing oil on them, but you didn't see the squeezing. You didn't see the crushing that it took for them to get that anointing on their life. You didn't see what it took for them to get from one place, point A, to point C. Amen. You, you didn't see point B with all the trials and hardships. But they stayed faithful to God. That is why you need to stop comparing yourself to others. Find your lane and stay in it. Find your lane and stay in it. Listen to this. Listen to this. If you just look at Joseph's life when he broke through and he became royalty, you're cutting off all the challenges, hardships, patience, discipline, and obedience it took from God to get through it. How many Christians would have given up right there? Right? Being falsely accused of things, right? I mean, how unfair is that, right? Every Christian wants to be a, be a Daniel until the lion's den of the world and the enemy comes against them. Every Christian wants to talk big and tough, but they don't want to walk into a library meeting and confront the issue. And that's why we're in the mess we're in right now. Because nobody wants to confront it. Nobody likes conflict. Why? Why? I say it many times. Because we as Christians, listen to me, we're addicted to acceptance. Even if it means compromising the truth. We as humans are addicted to shortcuts. There is no shortcuts in the kingdom of God when it comes to obedience and a pushing through. That is why many Christians fall away from the faith. They want everything now. They want everything fast. But the very nature of faith is doing the right thing. Listen, and waiting for the promise. Do you understand me? The very nature of faith is believing and being obedient to God, doing the right thing. Even when the lions are coming against you. It's doing the right thing and waiting on God for him to do his. Mm, mm, mm. We're addicted to shortcuts. Deal with your own life and the changes that need to be made in your life. Amen? In my last point, and we're out of here. You ready? To get out of the victim mentality, you need to take and celebrate baby steps. You need, listen, you need to take and celebrate spiritual baby steps. Now, here we go. Listen to this. Progress in your spiritual walk, progress in your ministry, if you have, have one, is not one quick moment of time, but rather, are you ready for this? It's doing the right things habitually in your life. It's having the right habits that include God in those habits. Start reading the Word of God every day. Set, a set aside time to pray. Commit to plugging in to a good Bible-believing church. And get involved by volunteering. Get active. Amen? 
Always remember, God is constantly watching and He will, I promise you this, He will reward your faithfulness to His kingdom and and your pursuit of Him. The Word of God says He is a rewarder. Capital R. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Listen, He is a rewarder of those who are willing to take baby steps. That He's included in every baby step. And ultimately, listen to this, he's the one that promotes. Amen? Unless you steal an election. There still is evil free will on this earth that we need to deal with. Amen? Listen to this. As you take baby steps to break free from the victim mentality by doing those things, creating healthy spiritual habits. They will rebuild your confidence and build your momentum to keep moving forward. So I want to encourage everyone in this place that if you're struggling with the victim mentality, to use your free will to break free from it. Amen? Cooperate with the Holy Ghost. Our Heavenly Father desires... You to move from victim to victory. And guess what? It's your move. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Prayer team, come on forward. Now, maybe you're in this place and you're like, wow, this really, this, this message was so directed at me. I have that victim mentality and I'm tired of it. I don't want it anymore. This shook me. This woke me up. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar and pray with one of our prayer partners up here. Now, maybe there's someone in here you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Today is the day of salvation. Like I said, your life is ticking, ticking. Every second, you're getting closer, closer to eternity. And you don't know when you're going to take your last breath. If that's you, I want you to come up and pray with one of these today to get born again. Amen? So you know that you know that your eternity is sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're a Christian and you've been backslidden. You don't know. If you, would, if you passed away right now, I don't know what's going to happen. That's too big of a gamble. Come down and rededicate your life. Maybe you want the Holy Ghost baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You don't know what it is. Come down and talk to them. You want it? Come down and talk to them. Amen? If anybody needs prayer for anything else, we will stay as long as we can to meet your need and pray with you. Amen. I love this church. This church is filled with the 120. Remember last week I talked about beyond the upper room, the 120 people who are hungry for more. We have prayer warriors here. You have, if you're, you're connected to this church, I'm telling you right now, there is a prayer covering over you that you're going to see breakthrough in your life. Amen. Now, I want to make a couple of announcements before I let you go. This Wednesday, Bobby McCoy uh, and his wife will be here on Wednesday to give an update on their ministry. The church supports their, their missionaries, all right? And uh, they're going to be here this Wednesday at 7 to give an update. So come on out and see us there. Um, and then next Wednesday, June 14th, we're combining our prayer service here with a celebration of life for Ron Rose. He was such an interest. I mean, he was at everything. I mean, it's so heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking that he passed. I mean, uh, he was he was faithful, Ron. Amen. And he loved the Lord. So, June fourteenth, uh, come out uh, seven p.m. and we're going to celebrate Ron's life that night. Amen. Um, also, 
This Wednesday, um, I'm going to be at the Brentwood at 6.30. How many of you heard of We the County? Oh, thir- I'm sorry, this Thursday at 6.30. How many of you heard of We the County? The, okay, it's a conservative group and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, they asked me to speak about the library situation. So I'll, I'm the guest speaker Thursday, 6.30 at the Brentwood in one of those back rooms. So if you want to come out and support that, that'd be great. Also, I got a call. Actually, yeah, uh, well, a message and a text um, this Wednesday, ABC 12 News in Flint wants to do an interview about the Carroll Library. This word is getting out. This word is getting out. So be in prayer about that. Amen? Father, I pray you would bless every person in this place. Let your anointing be upon them. Let your angels surround them, Lord God. I pray for favor over them. Lord God, that you would meet every need for them as they walk out these doors, Lord. Let them see things through your perspective, through the perspective of eternity. And everybody said, I love you all. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week.